Hey everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of the Informal Program. And the Informal Program would like to get to give our congratulations to the Cleveland Cavaliers on winning the Eastern... Oh, for crying out loud. This again? Come on. Live from a city in Southern California, this is the Informal Program. Here's Daniel West. Are we ready for the Informal Improv Theater, Dave? Uh, yes, I, I have the capes and the robes. Why do we need robes for this? Because it's, it's much more formal. Like, if the guys are going to come into the studio with the, the briefcase... Oh, excuse me, here they are. Hold on. Open the door, John. All right, hang on. All right, thank you. Who are these men? They're the guys with the, uh, the, the envelopes. Okay. All right. Thank you. You can, you can go now. I didn't, when we said we were going to do the draft lottery reenactment, I didn't know you're actually going to bring in people in robes. Like, that gives off a very different vibe than guy in a suit protecting the, the picks. Yeah, but it's a lot more exciting, man. Okay, get in the character. Uh, play the open. You're the engineer. You play the open. Oh, you're right. I am. All right, here we are. And now, it's time for the informal improv theater. Today, the NBA draft lottery. Here's your host, Bob Costas. Why am I Bob Costas? He doesn't do this. The NBA hasn't... Oh, for crying out loud, what is this? That was my phone, I'm sorry. Mom was texting me once if I had lunch. If you had lunch or you wanted lunch? Well, I mean, she's picking it up after the show, so, you know. Okay. Are we done here? Is your phone going to ring anymore? No, no, I'm good. Okay. And why am I Bob Costas? The NBA on NBC went off when I was like six years old. Why are we doing this? Just go along with it, man, okay? I would say read the script, but we don't have one. Do we have to do the, op- do the open again? All right. We'll do the open again. I'm just, a- I'm just asking you. Mark Jones is the guy who does it. Hey, it's my thing, and I can do it how I want it, okay? Do the open again. And now, it's time for the informal improv theater. Today, the NBA Draft Lottery. Here's your host, Bob Costas. Good evening, everyone, and welcome. I am Bob Costas, working for ESPN in 2017 or 2018 for some reason. You got the year wrong, Bob. Wake up, man. I know you're not doing the Olympics, but crying out loud. Stop it. Be quiet, NBA executive. You're not supposed to talk to the end of this. Sorry. I'll just be quiet and wait for the picks. Introduce me. All right. Today, we're about to unveil the NBA Draft Lottery. The assistant deputy commissioner, Mark Tatum. Jason. Jason Tatum. We're really going to do this? I mean... Stay in character, Bob. Okay. Jason Tatum, member of the Boston Celtics, will be playing in half an hour, will conduct the draft for us. Unnamed NBA executive. We will introduce him in a moment. I'm Bob Costas. Are we ready to begin the lottery? No, we're not, because you didn't introduce the executive. Okay. There are, on the stage, which you cannot see because we are doing this on radio this year, there are 14 different podiums set up. Podii. Will someone please send the deputy commissioner off while I can finish this monologue? There are 14 podiums on the stage with members of each team. To represent all of them, we have our unnamed NBA executive. Uh, thank you. Yes. Um, yeah, we will use all means necessary except corruption to win this lottery pick because our franchise is in desperate need of talent. Except for the Celtics 
and the 76ers. What are they doing here? They're already in the playoffs. You're making the rich richer. Okay. Thank you for composing yourself, Mr. NBA executive. Now for the official announcement of the lottery picks, we turn it over to NBA player and rookie of the year candidate Jason Tatum. I should win over both of them. Okay. <clears throat> uh, thank you for the music. I appreciate that. The 14th pick belongs to the Denver Nuggets. Not much of a surprise here. The Denver Nuggets just missed out on the playoffs, missing the eight seed in the Western Conference by just a game. We move on. The 13th pick belongs to the Los Angeles Clippers. Despite losing Blake Griffin at the trade deadline after saying he was the Clipper for life and Mock raising his banner, his jersey, into the rafters, the Clippers traded him and ended up having a decent season, finishing 10th in the Western Conference, and they have the 12th pick. The 11th pick belongs to... This envelope is very hard to open. Uh, La La Land. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, no, it's not La La Land. <laughs> oh, that joke never gets old. Uh, the Los Angeles Clippers. So this is the pick that they got in the Blake Griffin trade. Because it did not fall into the top three, it will go to the Los Angeles Clippers. The 11th pick belongs to... The Charlotte Hornets. There's a basketball team in Charlotte? Apparently so. Um, oh, the, yeah, that's right. The, the Bobcats became the Hornets and on and on and on. Dwight Howard's there. The, uh, what are we at? The 10th pick? Bob, what are we at? Yes, we're at number 10. Thank you, Bob. I appreciate it. You're welcome, Jason Tatum, NBA Rookie of the Year finalist. Yeah, how do you know? I'm telling you, man, Ben Simmons, he's not a rookie. Just do the picks, Jason. All right. And I'm not the NBA Deputy Commissioner. I'm Jason Tatum. I'm aware of that. Okay. Uh, the uh, tenth pick. We're, we're already. Hold on, man. Wait, hold on, man. We're we're already at number ten, were we? What is this in my ear, man? What what are we playing here? What are we playing here, man? There's something going on in my ear here. I'm hearing Bagman interview from last week. What is this? What is what is this, man? Who's running the board back there? Who is? Oh, for crying out loud! You know what? I, I was running the board. You ruined the set. Bob, who is Bagman? Okay. Can we just get this over with? Yeah. Okay, but I'm sorry. I was the engineer, and I did have you feeding uh, highlights from some obscure radio show in Los Angeles. But this is obviously ESPN. You're working for us, Bob. Stay focused, okay? Okay, I'm sorry about that. And by the way, we are at number 10 for your whining. We're at number 10. I said we're at number 10 already. Yeah, but I hadn't announced it. Humans. The 10th pick belongs to the Philadelphia 76ers. So this pick, well, it's a, it's taken a journey much like Frodo Baggins did through Lord of the Rings or the, the Hobbit, whatever he did. Bilbo was, Bilbo was the Hobbit, Frodo was Lord of the Rings. You got it right the first time. Thank you, unnamed NBA executive. Pick up your phone. All right, sorry, I dropped it. Where are we at, number nine? Were you done talking about Frodo and Bilbo? No, I wasn't actually. The pick has, has had a magical journey across the NBA. It's a pick from 2015 that's landed right here. It's a long convoluted way that the Celtics and Sixers or both could have had the pick, but the Sixers have it at number 10. The ninth pick belongs to, ha <laughs> ha they get no breaks. The New York Knicks. Oh man, I would hate to do that franchise. 
Thank you for drafting me, Boston, so I didn't have to go there. Uh, very, very professional from Jason Tatum, the uh, New York Knicks at number nine. The eighth pick belongs to the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Cleveland Cavaliers obtained this pick from the Brooklyn Nets, and the Brooklyn Nets were decent enough to avoid it being a top three pick. The seventh pick belongs to the Chicago Bulls. And we have movement for the first time. That means that the Sacramento Kings have entered the top three. Number six, sir. Thank you, Bob. The number six pick belongs to. Uh, wait, hold on. Yes, that's right. Number six belongs to the Orlando Magic. There's a basketball team in Orlando, apparently, and they have the number six pick. The fifth pick belongs to. It's a very hard envelope to open again. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks. Dallas Mavericks, which means that the Atlanta Hawks have entered the top three. We move now to number four. The fourth pick belongs to the Memphis Grizzlies. Oh man, the Memphis Grizzlies again having poor lottery luck. They have fallen to number four. And then there were three. The Phoenix Suns, the Atlanta Hawks, and the Sacramento Kings are your top three. After the break, find out the top three picks. We go back to the informal program with Daniel West. Thank you for that, Bob. So we will conclude the draft lottery at some point, but now we need to turn our attention to Beanie Factoid, which we did not have in a couple weeks because you didn't have it set up. That, and then we did the informal improv thing, and then... Uh... Yeah. All right. So you want to do the you want to do your factoids? I would love to do my factoids. If you stop talking, we'll get them done too. Okay, very well. And now it's time for Beanie Factoids. Here's John Beanie. Oh, it feels so good to be back. Thank you. By the way, Dan, did you see what the goat did? Oh man, the goat. Did you hear what the goat did, Dave? Ah, oh, what the goat do? Oh man, let me tell you right now, the goat. Matt Kenseth. He, he, he stepped away from NASCAR. He said, I'm too good for y'all. That's right. That's what he did. Then, Roush Racing came crawling back, begging. He said, please, drive our car again so we can be good. He said, all right, I'll do it. You just tell me where the steering wheel is. I'll, I'll build the engines. Do you want to do Beanie Factoids now, or you want to go on about Matt Kenseth? Oh, man. Those Factoids can wait. Let me tell you what happened to Matt Kenseth, all right? Oh, yeah. Tell us on, man. All right. So Rouse Racing came back and said, oh, please, 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 please drive our car. He said, all right, I'll do it. He goes out there. First race. Hasn't raced in years, okay? Finishes two laps down and 24th or something. Okay. I was expecting something a little bit better than that. No, but, but let me tell you what. It's the car. It's not the driver. If it were the driver, oh, he would have won that race. But it was the car, man. The car was, car was messing up. It's like LeBron James, okay? If LeBron James had to drive a car. See, LeBron is just carrying people on his back. Matt Kessler has to carry a car, too. What does this have to do with Beanie Factoids? Was this some kind of sermon? No, I, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just warming up. Let me finish. 
Okay. So, Matt Kenseth said, all right, you know what? We'll bounce back because you know what? As Jalen Ramsey said. Nah, ain't no positives and no L's. No, but he was wrong. He was wrong. Because there are positives and L's. Matt Kenseth took him. Because next week he showed up at the All-Star race. And you know what the GOAT did? <laughs> oh, man. Do you know? Did you hear what he did? What did he do? He went out there. He won qualified for the All-Star race. That's right. Yes. That's what he did. Did you know that? Let's say I didn't. And if you don't know, now you know. All right. So, he's starting first in the All-Star race. Yeah. Goes into turn one. Yeah. At 170 miles an hour. Yeah, what happened? He fell back to ninth. Oh. And he finished 14th. That's the Matt Kenseth update. Now for Beanie Factoids. Number one. All right. Uh, oh, this, this may be my favorite factoid in the history of Beanie Factoids. The Baltimore Orioles. Yeah. No, we can cut that out, though. We can just, we can just do it normally. The Baltimore Orioles had 13 hits on Sunday. 13 hits. Not one, not two, not three, not four, not five. Not any of those championships LeBron thought he would win in Miami. That was good, wasn't it? Yeah, that was pretty good. They had 13 hits. They lost the game 5 nothing. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Don't you just love baseball? They out-hit the Red Sox, didn't they? They out-hit the Red Sox, 13-12, to and they lost 5 nothing. Oh, baseball's wonderful. After the break, more factoids. And Bob Costas will reveal the top three in the NBA Draft Lottery. That's next week's Four program. Stay tuned. I'm John Beanie. Don't leave town. You're listening to the Informal Program. All right. It's getting close to summertime, but if you're in a part of the country that doesn't quite see the sun as much as other parts of the country, let me tell you about something here. We're, we're big fans of it on the show. Dave has one. We had one installed thanks to our partners. Hot tubs, man. Get yourself a hot tub. If you can't just... Go down to the beach, get in some water, or you want to have some warm water, just hop in a hot tub, man. Hot tubs are incredible. you got to get a hot tub. Also, would like to thank microphones for being a part of the informal program. Without them, we really would be silent, okay? Condenser. Condensers are great. Dynamic. Dynamic microphones. Whatever kind of microphone floats your boat. Lavalier microphones. Usually, if you do a podcast, I will, I will suggest this. Or a radio show. Dave's looking at me. We're not doing a podcast. We're doing a radio show. It's a radio show that happens to be podcast. So I get it right, man. All right. But if you happen to do one, I'd say get more than one microphone because that's what we did. But microphones, big, big part of the show. And now for the Bagman News Report. From the same casino in Vegas, the Bagman News Report. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it is a sad, sad day in America when you see your beloved franchises just start to peter out. Hey, no, I'm not talking about sports today. I'm talking about Nickelodeon, who announced that Double Dare and Blue's Clues are coming back. Ladies and gentlemen, we have reached a new low in American television. When sitcoms all over this country, from CBS to ABC to NBC to Fox, are just being rebooted, they're digging up and harvesting from the past, we have reached rock bottom. Double Dare is a great show. A legendary show, in fact. I have no problem with Double Dare being rebooted, but Blue's Clues should have been left peacefully alone. Is Steve coming back for this show? If Steve's coming back, I'm on board, but if not, uh-uh. 
You can follow the informal program on Instagram.com slash informal program. Now back to the show. And now, back to the informal program. I just don't think he's... I just don't think... I, he's borderline, man. That's all I'm going to say. He's borderline. Yeah. Okay. Joy Logano, certainly not. Dale Jr., maybe. How can you... Wait a minute. John, how can you say Joey Logano's a Hall of Famer and Dale Jr. isn't? That's ridiculous. Joey Logano hasn't won a single title in NASCAR. Dale Jr. has two. Yeah. All right, you have a point. Okay, welcome back to the... <laughs> well, that argument just fell apart, didn't it? Man. Okay, carry on with your factoids. Number two. Number. I don't know how I'm going to top that first one. That is... Let me just say it again. For those of you who missed it who just joined us... The Orioles had 13 hits against the Red Sox, and they lost 5-0. They didn't score a run. They had 13 hits and zero runs. That takes skill. How do you even do that? It's, that's not just mathematically. The, the game was nine innings. That doesn't, that's not even a hit every inning. I, I saw the highlights. At one point, the bases were loaded, and they got popped out. I, it was incredible. And then at the very end of the game, they had a guy on third, and uh, the guy grabbed out to end the game, so... Yeah, that was a tough night for them. That is that is remarkable. That is absolutely remarkable. <laughs> that 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 defies not only does it defy sports, that defies math, that defies logic, that almost defies physics. How how do you get 13 hits and don't score a run? That's like the equivalent would be in soccer, you have 3 goals and you lose for nothing. How, man? Anyway, carry on. Okay, you done talking? I mean, you already have the rest of the show. Just give me five minutes. Number two. Number two. Jason Tatum, who we'll hear from later, who is the uh, draft lottery guy for this year, for the informal program. Uh, he is a huge fan of Kobe Bryant. And Kobe Bryant does a thing online called Detail, where essentially Kobe just gets in the film room and says, this is what I would do. I wouldn't pass here. Don't do that. Don't do that. But, you know, we love Kobe. But, yeah, he, he would. So he does this series during the NBA playoffs. He does it on ESPN. It's become a big deal. He did a, a feature on Jason Tatum. Since that game, this is according to Reddit, but it is substantiated by actual truth. Since that game, Jason Tatum is a minus 25 in the Eastern Conference Finals. What? So for those of you that don't understand what plus minus is, I had to look this up myself because I didn't know what plus minus was, but I said, hey, this is a good factoid. Plus minus is essentially how many points are scored or scored against your team when you're on the court. So it's how valuable you are. So when Jason Tatum's on the court, since that Kobe feature that he said he watched like 13 times, it's gotten in his head, and the Cavaliers have scored 25 more points than the Celtics when he's on the court. Number three. That was a very good explanation of plus minus. Thank you. I appreciate it. I mean, I just read that straight from Wikipedia, but thank you. Number three. Number three again. Okay. This is spooky. This is a spooky one, man. Every 50 years in the National Hockey League, an expansion team has made the Stanley Cup final. What? That is true. I will say that again. Every 50 years in the NHL, an expansion team has made the Stanley Cup final. It happened first in 20, excuse me, 20, 2018. Excuse me, no, 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 that's wrong. 1918. Hold on, let me get my, let me get my notes straight here. I want to get this right. Well, I know it didn't happen in 2018 because the Maple Leafs are not a new franchise. 
I figured that something was wrong about that, but I wasn't sure. Okay, here we are. So, no, I still can't find it. Hold on. Let me. Do you have my notes back there, Dave? Yeah, okay. Oh, here you are. This is the one that says backwards on it. Uh, that's mine. Thank you. All right, here we are. I got it. Okay. In 1918, the Toronto Hockey Club reached the Stanley Cup Finals. In 1968, the St. Louis Blues did. Now, that was, that was planned. The, uh, an expansion team had to make the conference final or the, the Stanley Cup Finals. And in 2018, congratulations to the Vegas Golden Knights. <laughs> At this point, I'd like to welcome our guest and assi assistant producer for the day, the Vegas Golden Hat. Do you have any words to say, Vegas Golden Hat? My thoughts exactly. How, how, by the way, excuse me, let me take a moment to interview the Vegas Golden Hat, if I may. Yeah, sure, it's your segment and the rest of your show, apparently. All right, yeah. Um, what, is, what is the scene like in Vegas right now? People really excited. What does it mean to the city of Las Vegas that the team is doing this? And your prediction for the finals? All right, that's a pretty good prediction. I was thinking, I was thinking, uh, I think it would be a little closer than that, but I mean, maybe five games, maybe five, okay? May, maybe five, I mean, three is a little bit, I mean, I know you're confident, but three is a, three is a bit of a stretch. And Dan, what, what did he do last show? Oh, was he trying to be the sentient sports guy now? Wait, he said, wait, hold on, say it again. Oh, I cannot believe that. I, Daniel. Talk about shocking. I am so sorry. I missed this. You said Matt Kenseth was a two-time champion last show? What? According to NASCAR, he's a one-time champion. But we all know without that chase, he would have won like four. Oh, now that's not true, man. They made the chase because he won it by so much. Oh, that's true. But yeah, but no. He's a one-time champion. What should his penalty be? Let me do the rest of the show. I like that. All right, just just finish the factoid. Okay, so the Vegas Golden Knights. Are we gonna play that every time we mention Vegas? Okay, you know what? This this is gonna get old really fast. So in 1918 was the Toronto Hockey Club. 1968 the St. Louis Blues. 2018 the Vegas Golden Knights. And 2068, congratulations to the Quebec Nordiques. Oh, don't, no, no, don't do that. That's really cruel. This has been Beanie Factoids. Oh, oh, John. Oh, man. Just go back there. Get out of here, please. Wow. Wow. I, I would like to apologize to the people of Quebec for that comment, okay? On behalf of the informal program, we do not tolerate such cruel insults to the people of Canada. I believe you will get a hockey team before 2060. Oh, nah, man. That was well executed, though. That's a great that's a great dismount joke, though. I'm telling you, man. Man, that was good. Oh, I'm proud of that. You're proud of that. That was horrible. All right. Let's talk about the Vegas Golden Knights for a minute, though, because they did something that hasn't been done. In will you please... Take the hat with you, okay, so we can... You don't throw the Vegas Golden Hat. And the Vegas Golden Hat doesn't need to interrupt every time we mention Vegas, okay? Okay. I mean, really. All right, I'll tell them you got to stop, man. You got to... I mean, if you want to stay on the show, you got to be quiet. Okay. What do you mean if you got to stay on the show, you got to be quiet? I mean, do you hear us talking back here? Yes. Touche. Okay. The best part of this Vegas Golden Knight story 
the the funniest part of the story is that this is terrible for Vegas business. I can't even say that without laughing. The bookies might go bankrupt if the Vegas Golden Knights actually win the Stanley Cup final. That's the best part of the story that no one's talking about. They were a 500 to 1 long shot to win before the season started. And of course, it's Vegas. You have people who just on a whim, either they're there for vacation or they're citizens, and they say, hey, you know what? Why not? Let's have some fun and bet on the hockey team. Seriously, the the bookies hate this. As great as this is for Vegas, as great as this is for hockey, this is terrible for the casinos, which is hilarious. They, they said, I was reading somewhere, that this could be just the biggest payout in the history of pro sports if I'm correct, if Vegas wins the Stanley Cup final because the bookies were not prepared for this. The bookies were not thinking they were going to win. So at 500 to 1 odds, I mean, I'm not a gambling expert, but you do the math. People put a little money on this crazy idea that, oh, Vegas might win the Stanley Cup, and the bookies hate this. That is beautiful. I think that is the best part of the story. The, the bookies, they hate it. One last note on that series. Follow-up. Last week, we were talking about how hyped Winnipeg got for the Stanley Cup Finals. Equally as hyped were the people of Vegas. They had a big show on the ice, a kind of Knights of the Roundtable thing, and the Vegas Golden Knight actually came out himself and did some... And was fighting a member of the Winnipeg Jets, and they had a jet... uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Projected. Projected onto the ice, and then the night sliced it in half. We talked about how outside in Winnipeg, they got a a jet flyover. They had two F-15s go over a hockey arena in Vegas. So Vegas, all right, you know what? Winnipeg, that was great. You had the national anthem. You flew some jets over. We'll have a massive show, and then we'll fly over some jets from the nearby Air Force Base. Nellis Air Force Base. Nellis Air Force Base. How did you know that? The hat told me. Oh, really? You know what? We're in this. We're in the spirit of gambling. We have the Vegas Golden Hat here, interrupting the show every time we mention the Vegas Golden Knights. Although I will thank you. Thank you very much, V. What are we calling him? VGH. He's VGH. All right. Thank you, VGH, for not doing it when I was doing the monologue. I appreciate that. Here's a bet. Okay. This is legitimate. We're in contract disputes with the Sentient Sports Die. We're about 90% away from getting out of that contract with them. If the Vegas Golden Knights win the Stanley Cup final, the Vegas Golden Hat will replace the Sentient Sports Die. I am saying that right now. All right? Does that sound like a deal? All right, sounds good. We did want to bring Bagman on for a moment because of the... Very controversial association football playoff. The latest rankings came out. John cannot believe this. I, Atlanta lost at home again, and they're still number one. B- bring him on to discuss this. I don't think we have enough time. We're running out of time on the show. Dave is saying, no, we can't bring him on. And we can't get the uplink from Vegas either. We're not, we're not even talking about the hockey team. We're talking about the city. He doesn't know the difference. All right, fine. So still, Atlanta's number one. They have two road losses in a row, and they're still number one. I do want to talk to Bagman about this. Because I don't really think they're watching the games. I think they're just voting for 
Atlanta because. That's it for the show. For Dave and John and the rest, I'm Daniel. See you next week. Bye. This is the Informal Post Show. Did I just say for Daniel? Yeah, you were talking third person, man. You're like you're like the Zlatan. Oh, the Zlatan. We were talking about the Zlatan earlier. Okay, but before we're out of time, man, I want to get to this thing, man. This is ridiculous. His latest rankings, Atlanta 1. He had Sporting Kansas City at 4. He had Atlanta 1, New York City 2. Red Bulls went up to 3 because, oh, they beat Atlanta. And 4 is Sporting Kansas City. And then 5 is Columbus. He's just, he's just an East Coast bias homer. It's ridiculous. And he just threw the papers. By the way, we never got to the draft lottery. We never finished the draft lottery. Why didn't we finish the draft lottery? Because it was a joke that it took too long to finish, just like the real one. Great execution. I appreciate your producing, Dave. So do I. All right, we'll see you all next week. Bye.